Thanks for joining us again. Um, this is going to be about Eastern State Penitentiary. I think it's going to be part of our Haunted Prison series. Depending um, on the time length, we might have to yeah, this one. Yeah, it just depends. Um, we have another one ready, just in case. Um, but when Eastern State uh, opened, it was 180 years ago, it changed the world. It was known for its just grand architecture, which it is a beautiful... Oh, it's a beautiful building. ...but terrifying-looking building. Um, it's strict discipline. Uh, this was the world's first true penitentiary, a prison designed to inspire penance or regret uh, in the heart of its prisoners. The building itself was an, was an architectural wonder. Uh, it had running water, central heat before the White House had those things. Um, it attracted visitors from around the globe. There were some notable inmates that, of course, I'm sure we'll talk about, but one of the most would be the um, Al Capone, the, and the original Scarface. Yeah. And uh, bank robber Willie Sutton. Slick Willie. Yep. Slick Willie. Um, but why don't you go ahead and get us started here. Well, um, where'd you go? The Eastern State Penitentiary, also known as ESP, which I've never heard it referred to as that, but whatever, um, was a former prison in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Of course, it's closed now. Which, honestly, I think all these old prisons, they should fix, because they always say there's an overcrowding problem with prisons. Then take the ones that are already standing, fix them up, and throw them in there. No, the problem is I say it's not. It's not suitable for human habitation. That's why you fix it. Yeah, well... You refurbish what, them. But would it cost more money to fix it and refurbish it than to just build another prison? I don't think so. Because you have to find the land to put the prison. You have to go through all the hoops. And they're already there. And the other problem is a lot of these prisons are privately owned. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's located at 2027 Fairmont Avenue between... Uh, Corinthian Avenue and North 22nd Street in the Fairmont section of the city. It was operational from 1829 to 1971. Uh, and like you said, it uh, refined the revolutionary system of separate incarceration, first pioneered at the Walnut Street Jail, which emphasized principles of reform rather than punishment. Um, it's built in a wagon wheel design and you already stated two of the most notorious ones that were there. Yeah, but among those, there was also James Bruno, also known as Big Joe. And uh, several male relatives were also incarcerated. Um, and this was for the alleged murders in the Kilo Rays Massacre of 1934. And of course, they were paroled. At its completion, the building was the largest and most expensive public structure ever erected in the United States and quickly became a model for more than 300 prisons worldwide. This was supposed to be the one. This was supposed to be, this is what we look to. It was Puritan fashion. Yes, to, to inspire penance in our criminals, um, which revolved around disciplined silence um, and what we would probably consider today is to be torture methods as punishment. Oh, yeah, it was. But again, who cares? You right. did something to be there. But you think about if you didn't. And you're not, and you're there, and you didn't do anything. Well, wrong. yeah, okay, then, yeah, then I think. Because as this becomes a business, people are put in prison that really probably shouldn't have been put in prison for money, funding. 
those sort of things. And for other reasons, but we'll go into that in a different one. It is it's currently now, though, a National Historic Landmark, and you can go and you can see it, you can view it, you can even do some ghost hunts. I think they also run it like a haunted thing in April, like a haunted house thing, or in April, why would it be in April? In October. But you're right, looking over top of it from an overhead view, it looks like a wagon wheel. Yeah, so it was in a wagon wheel design. The um, idea was that you know you could have your guards in the center, then you could see down each corner. Yeah, so everybody was set in one central point, and they could see everything that was happening. Which actually is probably not the worst idea. No. Um, it was designed by John Haviland and opened in October 25th of 1829. Uh, Eastern State is considered to be the world's fi- first true penitentiary. Um, it's uh, the Pennsylvania system or the separate system. It's encouraged by separate confinement as a form of rehabilitation. The warden was legally required to visit every inmate every day. And the overseers were mandated to see each inmate three times a day. Which is also kind of smart because then you can make sure they're there and they ain't doing anything they ain't supposed to be doing. Well, I think the other idea is that the contact they do have is with people who are trying to rehabilitate them. Right. Which doesn't work out. Um, The system was opposed um, by the Auburn system, also known as the New York system, which held that prisoners should be forced to work together in silence and could be subjected to physical punishment, a.k.a. Sing Sing. Um, Which is supposed to be a brutal fucking place. Right. Uh, Eastern State's radical floor plan of a system of solitary confinement was a model for over 300 prisons worldwide. Um, Critic and activist John Neal in 1841 expressed revulsion at the international reputation of a nation that broke away from all its bands and fetters only 50 or 60 years ago, overthrowing prisons, palaces, and thrones in her march toward universal emancipation already re-owned, uh, renowned through the whole earth for her prisons, her manacles, and her badges of servitude. Goodness. So, basically saying, we left a system like that. Why are we doing our prisons that way? Because... Prisons are not supposed to be warm and fuzzy. Here's, here's my thought on that. If you go to prison for tax evasion. Which is what they got Capone on. If you go to prison for, hey, you had to steal to feed your family. If you go to prison for something like that, reform is, is possible. Yeah. You. you can come out, you can pay your debt. And you can start over. You can be rehabilitated. Right. If you are a murderer who is just a vile murderer, a gangster, something like that, you're not a pedophile, a rapist. You're not going to be rehabilitated. To be fair, I don't think you can rehabilitate a pedophile either. Yeah, I don't think so. Anyway, that's just my thought on it. Originally, inmates were housed in the cells that could only be accessed by entering through a small exercise yard attached to the back of the prison. Only a small portal, just large enough to pass meals, opened onto the cell blocks. Uh, This design proved impractical, and in the middle of construction, cells were constructed that allowed prisoners to enter and leave the cell blocks through metal doors and that were covered with heavy wooden doors to filter out noise. 
The halls were designed to have a feel of a church. So they're wanting the rooms to be quiet. They believe that quiet was part of the reform. You're left to your own thoughts, so you can think back on what you did wrong, reflect. So basically, each room was solitary confinement. Yeah. So which drove people mad. Or they just jacked off a lot, probably. That's probably what happened. <laughs> well, since you said that, didn't uh, the, the prison books and this one that um, died people died, they died by masturbation. By masturbation. Struck fear into the hearts of many males. You can't die from masturbation. Jesus. Some believe that the doors were small so prisoners would have a harder time getting out, minimizing an attack on an officer. Others have explained the small doors forced the prisoners to bow while entering their cell, which makes sense if it's supposed to be like a church-like feel. Um, the design is related to pittance and tries, uh, ties to the religious inspiration of the prison. The cells were made of concrete with a single glass skylight representing the eye of God, suggesting to the prisoners that God was always watching them. Well, that's not a terrifying thought at all. Um, outside the cell was an individual area for exercise, enclosed by high walls so prisoners could not communicate. Exercise time for each prisoner was synchronized so no two prisoners next to each other would be out at the same time. They were allowed um, to garden and even keep pets in their exercise yards. Uh, when one left their cell, an accompanying guard would wrap a hood over their head to prevent them from being recognized by the other prisoners. Which in and of itself is pretty terrifying to get a hood put on your head and walked around. Unless, of course, you're into that thing. Cell accommodations were advanced for their time, including a faucet with running water, um, over a flush toilet, as well as a curved pipes along part of one wall, which served as a central heating during the winter months, um, where hot water could be run through the pipes to keep the cells reasonably heated. Toilets were remotely flushed twice a week by the guards of the cell block. Ew! So, man, if you had some big turds, they, they kept it. Make poop soup. How do you even do that? That's gross. Ew, that's gross. Uh, the original design of the building was for seven one-story cell blocks, but by the time cell block three was completed, the prison was already over capacity. All subsequent cell blocks had two floors. Toward the end, cell block 14 and 15 were hastily built. Due to overcrowding, they were built and designed by prisoners. Cell block 15 was the worst behaved prisoners, and the guards were gated off from there entirely. So they couldn't get in there? I guess. Or they kept the gate up because those prisoners were the ones that were rowdy. Yeah, it sounds like it was the worst. So that's where you would put your serial killers. Of course, at the time this was built, they didn't know what a serial killer was. Inmates were punished with the individual treatment system. At this time, um, at the time, this form of punishment was thought to be effective. They would be separate from others. Um, so no two people got punished the same. Yeah, and then they would be separated from each other. Well, I mean that actually isn't a bad idea because then you're keeping them from coming up with escape plans. You know. In 1924, Pennsylvania Governor Gifford 
detention. Uh, allegedly sentenced Pep, the cat murdering dog, an actual dog, to a life sentence at Eastern State. Are you kidding me? No. Pep allegedly murdered the governor's wife's cherished cat. That makes sense, then. Prison records reflect that Pep was assigned an inmate number, which is seen in his mugshot. However, the reason for Pep's incarceration remains a subject of some debate. A contemporary newspaper reported that the governor donated his dog to the prison to increase inmate morale. So he wasn't actually an inmate. He was just a prison pet dog. Yeah. Which probably wasn't allowed, so they had to make him an inmate. <laughs> kind of dumb. <laughs> Jesus. On April 3rd of 1945, a major escape was carried out by 12 inmates, including the infamous Willie Sutton who, over the course of a year, managed to dig an undiscovered 97-foot tunnel under the prison wall during renovations in the 1930s. An additional 30 incomplete inmate dug tunnels were discovered. Shawshank Redemption much? Well, that's a prison we will cover. It was uh, designated a National Historic Landmark in 1965, which means it can't be torn down but they do upkeep to it right they're not going to totally refurbish it but they're going to keep it from falling down i think they should refurbish it mm-hmm. uh the prison was closed in 1971 uh, many prisoners and guards were transferred to uh Gratterford prison about 31 miles northwest of the eastern state the city of Philadelphia purchased the property with the intentions of redeveloping it. The site had several proposals, including a mall and a luxury apartment complex uh, surrounded by the old prison walls. That might have been interesting, an apartment. During the abandoned era from closing until the late 80s, a forest grew in the cell blocks and outside within the walls. The prison also became home to many stray cats. In 88, uh, the Eastern State Penitentiary Task Force successfully petitioned uh, Mayor Wilson Good to halt redevelopment. In 94, uh, Eastern State opened to the public for historical tours. So as far as solitary confinement, the solitary confinement system eventually collapsed due to the overcrowding problem. Uh, By 1913, Eastern State officially abandoned the solitary system and operated as a a congregate prison until it closed in 1970. Um, It was briefly used to house inmates in 1971 after the riot at Holmesburg Prison. And if you do the tours, um, you can actually, they they kept Capone's cell the way it looked Mm -hmm. when he was in there. It looks pretty nice. But he was tortured by the ghosts of people that he killed. That's when we get to the haunted part of it. That's what Capone said is that, you know, he would he would be screaming in his cell and the guards would come and he would say, it's everybody I killed, the, the, the ghosts of people that are coming to visit me. Um, it's kind of strange. And he didn't get put in prison for murder after confessing no. he killed people. The prison was one of the largest public works projects of the early republic. It was a tourist destination in the 19th century. Notable visitors included Charles Dickens, um, Alexis... D. Torqueville, uh, with notable inmates including Willie Sutton and Al Capone in 1929. Visitors spoke with prisoners in their cells, proving that inmates were not isolated, though prisoners themselves were not allowed to have any kind of visits with family or friends during their time. Uh, most of the early prisoners were petty criminals incarcerated for various robberies, theft, charges, muggers, pickpockets, 
purse snatchers, burglars, and first-time offenders uh, often serve two years. So then it was a place for people like that to come and reform. Yes. So they had good intentions, but with all this stuff, your good intentions go down the toilet. Well, in the penitentiary was not simply to, to just punish, but to move criminal towards spiritual reflection and change. So that's the, the, the quiet time. Um, while some have argued that Pennsylvania system was Quaker-inspired, there is little evidence to support this. The organization that promoted Eastern States' creation, the Society for Alleviating the Miseries of Public Prisons, today is the Pennsylvania Prison Society, was less than half Quaker and was led nearly 50 years by Philadelphia's um, Anglican Bishop William White. Proponents of the system believe strongly that the criminals exposed that the criminals exposed and silenced to thoughts of their behavior and ugliness of their crimes would become genuinely penitent. My question is, why the long ass society names? I don't know. That's 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 a mouthful, isn't it? It's just. 19, early 18, uh, the 18 and 1900s, the early 1900s, they had these stupid ass, ridiculous long names. Um, in reality, so that's what it was meant to be, but in reality, the guards and, and counselors of the facility designed a variety of physical and psychological torture regimens for various infractions, including dousing prisoners in freezing water outside during winter months, chaining their tongues to their wrists in a fashion such as struggling against the chains could cause the tongue to tear, strapping prisoners in chairs with tight leather restraints for days on end and putting worst behaved prisoners into a pit called the hole, an underground cell block dug under cell block 14 where they would have no light, no human contact, little food for as long as two weeks. See, good intentions always go away because these people have the power over other people. Well, they're also getting stressed because it's overrun. And a lot of this is, is being caused because they're understaffed and overrun. <sighs> so, um, well, prior to its closing in 1969, Eastern State, uh, then known as State Correctional Institution of Philadelphia, had established a far-reaching program of group therapy with the goal of having all inmates involved. From 1967, when the plan was initiated, the program appears to have been moderately successful, as many inmates were involved in groups such, uh, which were voluntary. Uh, an interesting aspect was that the groups were led by two therapists, one from psych or social work, and a second from the prison officer staff. Um, the architectural significance was um, when the Eastern State Penitentiary or Cherry Hill as it was known at the time was erected in 1829 in Francisville the idea of this new prison was created in a meeting hall at Benjamin Franklin's house in 1787 it was the largest and most expensive public structure in the country its architectural significance first arose in 1821 when British architect, architect John Haviland was chosen to design the building. Haviland found most of his inspiration for his plan uh, for the penitentiary from prisons and asylums built beginning in the 1780s in England and Ireland, which we all know were great places to be. He gave the prison a neo-Gothic look to install fear into those who thought of committing a crime. 
these complexes consist of cell wings radiating in a semi or full circle array from the center tower whence the prison uh, could be kept under constant surveillance. The design for the penitentiary which Haviland devised became known as the hub and spoke plan which consisted of an octagonal center connected by corridors to seven radiating single-story cell blocks each containing two ranges of large single cells with hot water heating a water tap toilet and individual exercise yards with the same width as the cell there were uh, rectangular openings in the cell wall through which food and work materials could be passed to the prisoner as well as peepholes for guards to observe prisoners without being seen that's creepy well and you know with all of that death um going to be hauntings and it they've already said there's been torture and stuff right um there's been several paranormal groups that have, that have been in there ghost hunters ghost adventurers there's been amateur groups uh, i think it was ghost hunters that actually caught the shadow that was running see that i actually believe is real footage yeah and we i know when we first watched it's been analyzed and analyzed and analyzed and analyzed and i believe that it is real um i don't think anybody could have cloak ran up that quick well they that. tried it yeah. they tried it and you could tell that it was a person in a cloak running back and forth but it was a shadow figure is what it looked like yeah it looked like they had a cloak um there's or it could have just been a big one there's also a lot of noises and you know to be the skeptic you know the, those noises could definitely be from paint falling and it's wet inside of there there's rocks falling it's kind of falling apart um there's also stray animals that go in there so they could be causing a lot of the noises but the thing is, like you said, you had prisoners at the time that it was operational saying. And, and I and I believe, yeah, I mean, there was prisoners there that said that they were visited by ghosts and stuff. And I believe that, um, I believe that the negative energy there stayed there, like that it's absorbed there. That's where the negative energy is now. Um, and you're not that you're not going to get rid of that. You can't destroy energy. So. Um, they do do some haunted house stuff there, which yeah, I think... it's called uh, Terror Behind the Walls. I think that lends to the energy there, but yes, you're right, Terror Behind the Walls. It's a fundraiser. Um, then in 2001, it was broke up into three smaller, separate haunted attractions, and it, there was a 3D haunted house. And, uh, 2014, they did like a lockdown type thing. Um, they do art exhibits there. You know, they're not really telling you, you know... It's not really, it's, you're not really going over all the haunting stuff, um, but from what we were able to find here, it is reported to be ba- massively haunted. I mean, just... Huh. It's also in a PlayStation game. Oh, it is? Which one? In uh, the PlayStation 2 game, The Suffering, players can find a video documentary of Eastern State Penitentiary, one of the inspirations for the game. At least two music videos have been filmed in Eastern State. On July 29th of 1985, Tina Turner filmed her One of the Living video in an abandoned prison Philadelphia punk band, the Dead Milkman's breakout hit Punk Rock Girl included footage of the band in the prison as well as driving through the surrounding Fairmont neighborhood. Well, this is considered to be one of the most haunted locations in the world. Um, It's because of its methods of torture 
and the amount of people that were there and the violent crimes that happened there that happened within the walls not just the violent people that were there well yeah think about the the frozen water dowsings that it contributed i mean it sounds like a fucking soul movie it contributed to the haunting stuff there so you can hear anything from cell doors closing that the doors aren't really there but you're still hearing hearing the cell doors uh to shadow figures um evps have been caught there um especially in the um solitary confinement i know that um, there was a couple people who actually went down into the solitary Mm -mm. confinement um and said that they could feel like people were reaching out at them they could feel that energy they caught evps down there get out they especially like females i bet they do they go down in there um there's also what was it ghost adventures that actually had the girl go down into the it was one of them where they had a girl go down there and she was freaking out because um, she was getting touched a lot and hair pulled and a lot of activity started happening when she was down there. Um, but I don't think anybody's found anything as good as what Ghost Hunters found with the shadow figure. Right, and to, and to truly see this thing, it was impressive. It was... Um, like it was running up on them. It was running up on the camera that turned around and ran away. So, they say here, and they they actually show pictures, which is terrifying, of um, these people in hoods. That That's how they were transported. Um, you know, it says, with its looming and gloomy high stone walls, crumbling corridors, and stark cells, um, this housed thousands of hardcore criminals. Um... It's got a 142-year history of suicide, madness, disease, murder, and torture. Um, so you can only imagine that the hauntings there are going to be. The harsh punishments that were used on the prisoners are enough to make you shiver. I mean, when I was reading about some of them, I was like, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's, it reads like a Saul movie. Yeah, and they had a high body count. And just as a way to cover up how they were di- died, they would just say died by masturbation. I mean, there was the water bath, which is what we talked about. And they, they actually left the inmates outside, hung up, until ice started forming on their skin. And then they would douse them with water again. And then ice, Jesus. water, then ice. Um, the mad chair, again, they were, they, they were bound so tight that they lost circulation. Um, that caused amputations. The iron gag, which is the one we were talking about, it's like a horse bit. And then you handcuff their hands behind them and attach it to that. Yeah, so that if they move their hands the wrong way, they rip their tongue out. And that could be there for, I mean, that punishment could be in place for days, you know. So eventually, yeah, you're good. I mean, there's actually accounts where they ripped it so bad that it... It cut their mouth. Yeah, too. like the lower jaw, yeah. The hole, which is, like we said, dank and all dirt. Um, yeah, because they just literally dug a hole in the ground and then just put, like, a slap over top of it. Cell block 12 is known, is known for echoing voices and cackling. Cell block 6 is known for its shadowy figures darting along the walls. Cell block 4 for visions of ghostly faces. Many people have reported seeing a silhouette of a guard in one of the towers. Footsteps, um, crying out, whispers. Um, one, of the most legendary, one of the most legendary tales uh, comes from Gary Johnson who maintained the crumbling old locks in the building. Um, in the early 1990s, he had just opened an old lock in cell block four when he says a force gripped him so tight that he was unable to move. 
Nice. He described a negative, horrible energy that exploded out of the cell. He said tormented faces appeared on the cell wall and that one form in particular beckoned to him. That'd make you poop. I mean... Oh, yeah, you're gonna have shit down your leg. Yeah, I mean, you probably got to change your, your underwear. Um, the tour guide, Ben Bookman, says it's a lot harder to find a believer than it is to find a skeptic here. We in Eastern State don't claim that the prison is haunted. We run a haunted attraction. Bookman says the staff uh, does not like to exploit the prison's darker images, which is good. Most people making uh, TV shows come in looking for ghosts. That's not the story that we tell. Inmates were real people. These were real lives. 70,000 people spent time here. We're not going to glorify it. We're not going to make fun of it. And that's how you should do it. That's how you should run the tours. And they say certainly, you know, there's odd feelings. You know, there's chills. There's strange sounds. Um, there are a few that see apparitions. I can't see a scenario where it's not haunted. Even if it's just in your fucking mind because you know what happened there right and i think the fact that they run an attraction there helps the energy there well they also do that kind of stuff to help because uh, what they're doing with the place with the the fundraising and stuff they do they keep it in a they want to keep it as a rundown place but they restore it to make it look like it's crumbling yeah, and I think, too, when you run those haunted attractions, again, it's hard to trust. When you walk through, are you actually hearing what's there? Or are you hearing what they want you to hear? So exactly. It's haunted. And I think that was one of the nice things about the ghost hunting groups going in there. Hopefully, they shut the attractions down. Well, I think that they went in there before they started doing but the But I will attractions. tell you, with, 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 with the ghost hunters, uh, they've been known to fake stuff, so it's ghost adventures. I will tell you, though, that there was a genuine... Uh, anyway, appeared to me anyway from the ghost hunters on that show that there was because I believe that at one point they did do it for the this right was reason. the first season or but second season. I think season. there was a genuine fear. Oh, yeah, it freaked everybody out when they seen that. Yeah, um, and then they, of course, talked about the Al Capone seeing the ghosts of his victims that mm -hmm. would come and visit him. He'd be tortured every night, they came every night at the same time. Well, yeah, to torture him in his cell. Um, you know, why would Al Capone say that? Oh, well, yeah, because he never admitted to killing everybody. Well, but no, 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 he's a big fucking gangster. Yeah, so why is he got to be scared? But he said he was genuinely scared. Um, I don't know, what do you think? You think it's haunted? Well, I think it is. And um, it's also been used for movies. That's true, it has been used for movies. Um, it, was, it served as a location in several movies that we've seen. Um, some of them. Terry Gillum's 1995 film, 12 Monkeys, oh, okay. used it as a setting for a mental hospital. Uh, the 1998 film, Return to Paradise, which I don't think I've seen that one, used it as a substitute for a prison in Malaysia. Uh, the 2000 film, Animal Factory, directed by Steve Buscemi, relied heavily on Eastern State in its portrayal of a prison in a state of advancing decay. In June 2008, Paramount Pictures used parts of Eastern State for the filling of Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. I do remember reading that, yes. Which is, it makes sense um, because of the crumbling buildings and the architecture. It was also in 2012 uh, used for the soundtrack to the film Alpha Girls 
It was recorded in Eastern State Penitentiary by the band Southwark. That's interesting. Well, I would think the acoustics in it would... I think the hauntings there probably are going to mostly be residual. Oh, yeah. I do think there's some intelligent there um, that are trapped. They don't know... They don't know that they're dead. They don't know that they're dead. Um... Their energy is just very, very strong and very negative. Because that's all there is there is negative. Right. Nothing positive happened there. I mean, it's it'd be like an asylum or like Pinhurst or whatever. I mean, it's bound to be... There's no way Pinhurst isn't haunted. No, and there's no way... Just if you think about the torture of these people. Yeah, there's no way. There was deaths from these tortures. And they couldn't say death by torture. And it'd be death by something else. But they were definitely... There was people tortured to death. Oh, yeah. And their go-to was death by masturbation. You know, with that kind of stuff happening, I, I, I would love to go in there and, and investigate and do an all-nighter without Shit. without all of the extra stuff that it goes on. I just want to go and just, what do you experience when you go through? I'm not scared to. I is What would you, you know, just say, what do you feel? What do you see? Um, rely on your senses and not everything that they're pumping into there to make you think it's hard. I just want to see if there's a genuine feeling of that. Right. Um, it's just disappointing that they do that, but I, I, I do think it's genuinely haunted. If there's a place that's haunted, it's definitely there. Um, I think the next one we got, um, we got time, right? You want to do the Ohio State Reformatory? Yeah, we got time. Why don't you go ahead and give us some history? Um, the Ohio State Reformatory, also known as uh, Mansfield Reformatory, is a historic prison located in Mansfield, Ohio. Um, it was built between 1886 and 1910 and remained in operation until 1990 um, when an, a United States federal court ruling ordered the facility to be closed. Um, and the facility has been used in numerous films um, and TV shows and music videos, um, which we'll talk about. But the most notable was the Shawshank Redemption. Um it was used for the majority of the movie. So, anytime the prison was shown, that's Mansfield. That's and I think Godsmack filmed a video there, too. They did, yeah. Uh, the Ohio State Reformatory is uh, it's open for tours uh, four days a week from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, from April 1st to September 2nd. They also have winter tours on weekends from February 2nd to May th- March 31st. And for some reason, they have holiday tours on the weekends from and November 23rd to December 23rd. And, you know, we we have accessibility to this, but, again, it's one of those things, do you really want to walk through a haunted thing that's set up to be haunted? I mean, I'd love to see the building. I don't think they do a haunted house in there. I would love. I think they just do the tours. I do not. Th- I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think. Let me see. They might actually do it's a okay. haunted house. It's okay. Just keep going. We'll get to it. It is a foreboding building, though. Yeah, they don't, they don't, what they do, it, they host events. Uh, the events are, so, there are several different throughout the year. The most popular being um, the Ink, the Incarceration Music and Tattoo Festival, which we hear about a lot. Right. It's a three-day rock band show. It's usually in mid-July. Probably wasn't last year and probably isn't going to be this year. Um, and a few other events collu- include the Shawshank Hustle. That's a 7K running race that goes past five film locations. Um, and then you've got a murder mystery dinner theater, That'd which cool. is 
written and acted out in the Mansfield Playhouse and the um, Pour One Nine Beer Fest, which features over 25 brews and wines, as well as live artists and food. So the history of the High State Reformatory, or the Mansfield Reformatory, began in 1861. Uh, the field where the reformatory was built was used as a training camp for Civil War soldiers. So we're already, we're already ramping up that, that haunting stuff. Great. Uh, the camp's na- uh, name had a significant meaning to Ohio. It was named Camp Mordecai Bartley in honor of the Mansfield man who served as Ohio governor in the 1840s. Uh, in 1867, Manfield, Mansfield was promoted as a candidate for the replacement of the new intermediate penitentiary, original name before it was changed to Ohio State Reformatory. The city raised $10,000 to purchase 30 acres of land for the prison, and the state acquired 150 acres of adjoining land for $20,000. Can you imagine that? The cost of the facility was $100,000. $326,769,000. The intermediate Ohio State Reformatory was intended as just that, a halfway point between the Boys Industrial School in Lancaster and the State Penitentiary in Columbus. It was intended to house young first-time offenders. Okay, wait a minute. It's not halfway in between Lancaster and Columbus. No, it was the halfway where they were as far as criminals. So you had young boys, like a, like a juvenile... And then you had the hard prison. So this was the in-between. This what was the, the like the, where, the, where the hardened criminal, not the hardened criminals, but the first-time offenders, you know, went. Oh, okay. It's a, There's a boys' industrial school in Lancaster. Yes. Is there a state penitentiary in Columbus? Yeah. It's on 104. Yeah. Um, the, Ohio archi- uh, the original architect for the design was Levi T. Schofield from Cleveland who used three architectural styles, Victorian Gothic, Richardsonian, Romanesque, and Queen Anne. Yeah, you can see that. Schofield designed the reformatory with these unique styles to help encourage inmates to become reborn back to their spiritual lives. The creation and construction of the entire building was entrusted to well-known architect F.F. Schnitzer, (laughs) whose name also appears on the cornerstone and is recorded as superintendent and supervising architect on the documents found there. In 1891, the name was changed from the Intermediate Penitentiary to, uh, to Ohio State Reformatory. Which is what it's known as now. Correct. On September 15, 1896, the Reformatory opened its doors to its first 150 offenders. These prisoners were bought, brought by train from Columbus and put immediately to work on the prison sewer system and the 25-foot stone wall surrounding the complex. Um, what did we say his name was? Schutzer? Schnitzer. Yeah. Uh, was presented with a silver double inkwell by the governor of the state in a lavish ceremony to thank him for his services. Uh, the exterior of the building, which is built from brick and concrete, is designed in the Romanesque style, um, giving the frontage a castle-like appearance. Um, the reformatory re- remained in full operation until December 1990 when it was closed via federal court order. As the result of prisoners' class action suit citing overcrowding and in- inhumane conditions, District uh, Judge Frank J. Bastini of the United States District Court for the Northern District of Ohio ordered the prisoner closed by the end of December in '86. The order was known uh, as the 
Boyd Consistent Decree. The closing date was moved to 1990 due to delays in constructing and replacement facility. Uh, the Mansfield Correctional Institution, which stands to the west of the old prison. So they got the other, they got the new prison by the old prison. Uh, most of the grounds uh, in support buildings, including the outer walls, have been demolished since its, in its closing. Um, in 1995, the Mansfield Reformatory Preservation Society was formed. They have turned the prison into a museum and conduct tours to help fund ground rehabilitations and currently work to stabilize the buildings against further deterioration. The east cell block uh, remains the largest freestanding steel cell block in the world at six tiers high. From 35 to 59, Arthur Lewis Glatke was the superintendent. Initially, uh, a political appointment following Glatke's work um, on the Martin Dabby campaign, by all accounts, Glatke was respected by professionals and inmates alike. He implemented many reforms such as uh, piped in radio music in the cell blocks. Um, his wife died of pneumonia three days following an accident in 1950 where a handgun discharged when she was reaching into a jewelry box in the family's quarters. Um, over 200 people died there, including two guards that were killed during escape attempts. Um, let's see. Uh, the, Mansfield, the Mansfield Reformatory Preservation Society is currently working to restore the facility to its original state. Restorations to date include the removal of debris, replacement of roofing, complete restoration of the warden's quarters, as well as the complete restoration of the central guard room between the east and west cell blocks. The restorations are being funded through donations. Uh and tour fees. The windows of the south side east cell blocks have been replaced and all of the original stained glass windows that were in the building are planned to be replaced. Throughout the Halloween season the building hosts a haunted house through blood prison. I was wrong they actually do. <clears throat> the Ohio State Reformatory offers three types of guided tours. History meets Hollywood which summarizes the history in the movie industry. Behind the Bars, which focuses more on the history and access to areas off the tour route, and the Inmate Tour, which is guided by a former inmate at the Ohio State Reformatory. The Ohio State Reformatory offers ghost tours as well as normal daytime tours. They offer public ghost haunts for casual ghost hunters, private ghost haunts uh, for more experienced ghost hunters, ghost walks for children 13 uh, years and up, ghost hunt classes for children's 13 years and up and special ghost hunt events hosted by famous ghost hunters celebrities and historians as the name implies the reformatory was first imagined as a place for reforming inmates giving them an opportunity to recreate their lives becoming productive citizens and better versions of themselves they have the house state reformatory must not only penalized but it must furnish incentives for the individuals to direct his activities in a new worthwhile direction the prison's population was just 150 men between the ages of 16 and 30 when it initially opened these first inmates were immediately put to work finishing construction on the reformatory sewer system uh, the building and the building the 25 foot stone wall that surrounded the complex with reform being the goal, however, inmates were also provided with an education. Um, 
Reform rather than punishment is the ultimate objective. Therefore, one of the most important units is the walled city. Um, it's a school system. Subjects included the core classes like reading, writing, mathematics, and social studies, as well as trades, um, engineering, plumbing, electrical. Um, early inmates were provided with rehabilitation tools uh, for self-support after parole. The cell block stand five to six stories high, originally designed to hold up nearly 2,000 inmates with one inmate per cell. However, uh, some held two, even three, and while the reformatory was originally imagined as an intermediate step, um, it actually took hardened criminals and violence was very common. Life for prisoners was anything but ideal. Shanks, shivs, dice, and other contraband were found within the uh, crevices of the prisoner's cells. In 1980s, overcrowding and inhumane conditions forced the closure of this building. Um, so it's a highly, pop, uh, highly popular visitor experience is the paranormal programming. Uh, you do ghost walks, I know that you talked about that. Um, paranormal investigation is not the only reform, uh, reformatory's only claim to fame. However, in 1975, the prison was still in operation. It was used, did you mention Tango and Cash? Um, I was going to. I have a whole list of films and television stuff. Why don't you give us the list and then we'll get to the hauntings? Um, there's a list. I mean, it's like super long. It seems like um, we said that 94, the Shawshank Redemption was filmed there. Harry and Walter go to New York in 1975. Um, Tango and Cash in 89. The facility was used for various prison scenes when the prison uh, was still in operation. Uh, Air Force One in 97, the prison was used for scenes of a Russian prison. Uh, God Smack Awake, the music video, was filmed there. Uh, Marilyn Manson did a promotional photography in 96. Um, frontman Brian Hugh Warner actually grew up in Canton, Ohio. Mm. Um, Ohio it was um, the subject of numerous paranormal investigation shows, including the uh, Fox Family Channel, Scariest Stories on Earth, and Scariest Places on Earth. Travel Channel did a documentary. Um, in 2005, the Atlantic Paranormal Society, Taps. which is TAPS, investigators investigated the facility ghost for um, ghost hunters. I'll, I'll get to that one. Um, in 2004, Little Wayne featured this prison in his um, video for the song Go DJ. In April 2006, the horror slash thriller motion picture Fallen Angels was filmed almost entirely at, at the prison. Um, WWE shot a promotional poster featuring Triple H for their 2008 Judgment Day event in the facility. In 2009, the facility was featured on Ghost Adventures in Season 3, Episode 4. Um, 2010, it was used for an episode of Ghost Hunters Academy. It was the filming place for the music video of the song Relentless Chaos by uh, Miss, Macy, Miss May I. Uh, the Purple Smoke Project, a hip-hop group, filmed a video for the song Calm Down in 2011. Attack Attack shot a portion of their video, uh, Smoke a Hauntus, in 2011. Anti-Flag shot the majority of their video for uh, the new sound in the prison. Uh, National Geographic, the National Geographic channel featured the prison on the uh, show Inside Secret America, Season 1, Episode 5, for the episode Ghosts. In 2013, 
from Ghost Asylum on Destination America in 2015. In 2016, it was investigated and featured on The Hambone Show. <laughs> David Allen Coe and the Moonshine Bandits recorded a music video for Take This Job and Shove It. Um, 2017, Neo Metal Act Motograder filmed a video. Uh, May 11th, 2018, it was featured in an episode of BuzzFeed Unsolved. December 4th, 2018, it was featured on a Discovery Channel show, Mysteries of the Abandoned. Fall 2018, Escape Plan, The Extractors with Sylvester Stallone was filmed at the facility. In April 2019, the facility was used to film country music artist Eric Church, some of it, music video. And just last year, in February 2020, uh, Chris Jericho had an episode of his podcast, Talk is Jericho, about the prison and the fact that it is supposedly haunted. Right. And then it was, in 2017, it started the uh, Ink and Clink Rock Festival that had Three Days Grace, 10 years in Kentucky's Blackstone Cherry. And then in 2018, the Ink Carceration. And, um, in the late 1930s, a riot broke out in the East Cell Block. Um, the guards condemned the 120 rioters to share 12 solitary confinement cells for one week without food or water. You, you put 120 people so into 10, 12 blocks. And that's 10 per... Jesus. This punishment drove many to the brink of madness and death. Oh, I bet. So a lot of people died. Uh, during the 94 years as a working prison, 154 inmates passed through the gates... Many died of diseases like influenza, tuberculosis, some went mad, others hung themselves. At least one inmate lit himself on fire. Wow. He's, he's actually one of the ghosts that's very popular there. Um, How just, bad does it have to be that you're going to set yourself on fire? Just outside the reformatory um, are 215 numbered graves. So some of the paranormal activity. Um, this says here, you know, the ghosts are very violent. Um, they're about they're they're they were maltreated. Um, they're not easily silenced. Our tour guides have been pushed, punched by unseen forces. As with other haunted locations, many claim to feel an inexplicable chill while on the grounds. Additionally, witnesses have heard the cell door slam, seen dark apparitions. Uh, even the road leading to the Ohio State Reformatory seems haunted. Local legend suggests um, it is the ghost of Phoebe Wise, a notorious. Mansfield Hermit and eccentric. The prison is open for the guided tours on Sunday and Tuesdays. Um, but when Ghost Adventures was there, I mean they they caught the um, guy who lit himself on fire. They they were actually talking to him through the the speaker box or whatever, um, and he mentioned his name. He got his name right um, in that he said fire lit on fire so that the story was is that on the in the cell he lit himself on fire and then was able to run out into the cell block and he died <laughs> on the cell block by burning to death um and there was also that's where the really bad solitary confinement was because of all those deaths of the people that were put down there you know the it was like 10 people per area which only gave standing room so some people had to die so you know you had room in the cell um even reports maybe of cannibalism because they weren't being fed. Yeah. They'd have to eat the people raw. 
I mean... If you're hungry enough, I guess. You know, but it's the same... It's the same story. I mean, they always start with this intent of, we're going to reform, we're going to... You know, and then it turns into money and greed. You know? I mean, think about it. Oh, yeah, that's what that's what it goes. You um, start with good intentions, but it doesn't last long. And it's probably not entirely their fault, the overcrowding. I mean... Where else are you going to put them? Well, and of course, with this, again, you get the, the cell doors that slam shut, the EVPs, um, the hair pulling, the pinching, the punching, right. scratching, um, the bad feelings. Um, it was just odd that a lot of these folks, you know, when they, and whether it was real or not, I don't know, but on the speaker boxes, that it actually gave names of the prisoners. Um... I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I think it more than likely is haunted. How could it not be? Um, I think it's probably kept in better condition than Eastern State because clearly it's used for a lot of stuff. A lot of movies and stuff have been shot there and music videos. I didn't realize all the stuff that ha- that they did up there. There's been, yeah, and, you know, actually a lot of these people who shoot stuff there there's they've also reported having experiences as well <coughs> you know by, by seeing things or you know seeing shadows the prison guard has, well i think godsmack said that they kept seeing stuff as they were filming their video yeah i mean and i think the more people that you put in there you're going to have more activity mm-hmm. again you're going to have residual stuff but i think you're also going to have intelligent hauntings by some of the tragic deaths and stuff i mean and, and there was a lot of people who died by getting shanked or Oh, yeah, I mean, you have that in every prison. Um, so there's no way, I don't think it couldn't be haunted. Plus all the negative, just energy and activity and, you know, the guards being overworked, their negative energy rubs off. Then you have the two guards that are dead. So if it's really a time loop. Right. And then you probably have guards that come in that like having the power over people and enjoy the torture stuff. Yeah, and I'm sure they did. I mean, that, I mean being in the hole alone, if you think about it, is torture itself. Then you're not getting fed for two weeks I mean that's no water no food I mean you're going to resort to whatever yeah I mean it's going to happen I mean and you can't really blame somebody at that Uh -uh. point I mean you can't I don't know I mean what do you guys think do you guys think that um, that's the perfect I think it's the perfect fertilizer for a haunting it's the perfect mix yeah and and it is scary it's scary stuff so um, we hope you enjoyed this on our, our haunted prisons. I think we're going to tackle Alcatraz, uh, Alcatraz, Mount City prison. There's going to be I a haven't heard of this. that one. Yeah, it's yeah, we, we've talked about it. Um, we're going to try to get those out too as well. Yeah. So uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Thanks for coming and spending time with us. See you next time. Bye.